You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What's up, Hello. Hello. Here I am, man. Still here. We're we get, still here. You know, we, get, um, we get weekly updates from the president of the organization that I work on, you know, since the we've gone remote. Yes. And it was a little depressing. Yesterday, we got our... I hope you're sitting down. I see that you're sitting down. I am sitting down. Your, our week 80 update. We have been on remote. Ouch. For 80 weeks. Yeah, it was a, that's a lot of weeks. Oh, you my God. You haven't been in the office in 80 weeks? Not regularly. I was there. That's what I mean. This, I was yeah. there a week ago this coming Monday, and it was great. I was right. so happy. But you haven't spent one full week in the office nah, nope. in 80 weeks. Not even really a full day. Wow. Like I've been I was in for a full day on Monday, but I ran around. I like went and met people outside right. the building no, and stuff like that. So weird. Eighty. It's just weird. Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. And I we're supposed to go back kind of foolish time, hybrid work November yeah. one. I, I I got a feeling that's not gonna happen. I don't know. As long as you can stay productive where you are, then you Productive, know. yes. Uh, saying no. That's a um, story. Right. Exactly. I mean, nobody but can. Nobody I was on the edge anyway, sane. so what difference Right, exactly. Make? Nobody right. can really stay sane 80 weeks into anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's well, and the cool. thing is also is that like I'm the family extrovert, yet everybody, like the girls go to school, Lauren goes to work, and it's just me and the pandemic dog. It's a special <laughs> kind of punishment just made for you. <laughs> In the pandemic, although I love the dog so much, yeah. she's the best. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so I think we need to talk about an update from last week. You know, we spent so much time on right. the podcast talking about Carmine's Italian restaurant in New York City, and I'm I'm, I'm glad we're going to revisit it because I have to tell you, I have been jonesing for meatballs ever since the last discussion of Carmine's. You know, there you can make. Or buy meatballs, and you don't have you can satisfy that urge by actually eating some. I know, but it's like I we haven't had the uh, it hasn't um, been part of the program. I think the we're opportunity. gonna have to. I think I think we're gonna have issue. to incorporate uh, meatballs into uh, Stephen. If you will it, it is no dream. <laughs> you can but manifest like, this as I man. pointed out last week. The meatballs at Carmine's are the size of a soft. Yeah, you can get that. You can't get that everywhere. That's sure. why the tourists are lining up. Yeah. They like the, the idea of an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Not actually an Italian restaurant. So, so, okay, so, so what happened? What's, the, what's so, the further update? So as we discussed last week, right. there were three women who were caught on videotape attacking a hostess because uh, the original story, the right. original story was that they – Refuse to show proof of vaccination. Okay. But then more information has been coming out. Okay. And it turns out that all three women were indeed vaccinated. Oh, okay. And they showed their proof and they were inside the restaurant and there were three other members of their party. Okay. 
who did not either they didn't have their vaccination or they didn't have ID or something, and they were prevented from entering the restaurant, at which point... The so then the women who were already in the restaurant came out came of the restaurant? Back out, and there was an altercation with the hostess. Okay. Because now, the hostess wouldn't allow these three other members right, of the party who didn't have their proof of vaccination. Or who they claimed didn't have the right identification, whatever it was. Okay. And then the three women said that the hostess called them an, the N-word. Or, used, or used a racial uh, slur. Uh-huh. And that's when the punches started to fly. Okay. Now, the restaurant denies right. that that's what happened. Okay. They said that the hostess did not use that word. Right. So it's a question of he said, she they, said, or she said, she said. Right. But in the meantime... The Black Lives Matter movement staged a protest outside of Carmine's earlier in the week. Big doings on the Upper West Side. Oh, seriously, and well, since it's, go ahead. yeah, and what were they? And and so you went, right? So I went because it's right here. I mean, it's right. five hundred feet from my front door. So right. I went, and you know, it wasn't like other protests I've been to where I've been an active participant, right? You know, in demanding some sort of justice. Because quite frankly, my opinion was that we just don't have enough information. It sounds to know like exactly, a, said, a she said, yeah. she said kind of thing. Did one one question? Did yeah. the, how big was the protest? The the Black Lives Matter protest in front of Carmine's. It wasn't huge. And did it? And and did the restaurant send garlic bread out? No, there was no food that was there given was no out food. to anyone. Okay. But there were a um, lot. There was a huge media presence. Huge. Of course. Of course. I mean, all the local TV uh, so now, networks are okay. Were so now we're this. in this. So it's not so clear cut as it was at least, when we were talking about it at Carmine's. Well, when we thought a, we jumped to conclusions too. Right. right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying so we yeah. jumped to conclusions. Now we're in this she said she said situation. Yes. yes. And what's the state of play? Is there's the three women who were involved in the fight. One of whom is a have, doctor, by the way. Okay. Yeah. They, all, they, they still have to come back to jail. They have, they're not yeah. in jail. They've been released. No, but they and they have a court appearance in New York. These are charged. all mis- and these are all misdemeanor charges. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't think anybody was. Yeah, I think okay. misdemeanor charges. Yeah, I thought so, I had read that the that the Black Lives Matter protesters were concerned that restaurants would use well, vaccinations. Have, have been doing this. Yeah. Have been using vaccination proof as a way to keep African Americans out of restaurants. Which is entirely possible. Okay, so I'm but, not here, denying that, that that could be happening. Well you could one can see that happening, but yeah. What but then again, it is a city ordinance. So no, I told you I was in I was in the city for like twelve hours. And yeah. just to get into the club at Amtrak. Yeah, you need to show I wouldn't be, I would never be near the riffraff. I had to show my vaccination card in order to get into that. Yeah, I so think presumably so what, if a restaurant says, Do you have a vaccination proof of vaccination? Yeah. And someone says, No, I don't. I mean well, what's it could be applied unevenly. I think that's what they're saying. That they're saying they're that some white people to, are not showing their vaccination. That they're more willing in. to let white people slide on this than they are black people. And it's another way guess, of just preventing black people. I guess my assumption was that the in. restaurants weren't letting anybody slide. And that's the you way know, it's supposed to work, right? There's an article in the New York Times today, actually, about 
the problems that a lot of hosts are facing in restaurants around the country. And that is they are essentially being tasked. They're, they're bouncers. They are bouncers without training and in many cases without size. They happen to right. be mostly the women, young women in their early 20s. Exactly. Who are, are now being put on the front lines and they're being told, yeah, you have to check people's in, So in my, in my naivete about everything. <laughs> yes. I assumed once there were like where there were vaccine mandates, like in New York City, where you can't yeah. get into a restaurant, there'd be like the restaurants would hire bouncers. But they're not doing that. Right. So like young women. Yes. Are, are being now, tasked with this. With this, this is stuff. this is a irresponsibility of restaurant owners. They don't want to spend the money on. Not just owners, but managers. Right? right. The manager is the one who's who is overseeing this. Right. Uh, host or hostess and putting them on the front lines and basically turning their backs and saying like, yeah, it's your, it's your job. Here's the thing. Yeah. See if Carmine's was smart. Yeah. They would, and it's a tourist trap. They would play up the whole Carmine's thing and they would hire guys who are like extras from the Sopranos or Sopranos (laughs) lookalikes. Like a a James Gandolfini lookalike. To sit there and see your, uh, with, 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 to uh, check, big pussy. To, to, to check, check the ID. Yeah, to, to that, the that's something. It's a good idea. Uh, right. It would, I think that's an interesting thought. Because, it would enhance you know, the tourism experience. It sure would. It would. But I don't know, you know, I don't think they want to get into fights with tourists who, you know, right. let's face it, if you're not from New York City uh, and you're the one who's fighting this, you know, you're a certain subgroup of, of Americans today. I just I just thought that the that the restaurants would be happy that they actually had that there was a mandate. Not everybody agrees with the mandate. Not everybody right. agrees with it. So See, I, this is again, this is me in my own little world. Like, oh, okay, that's what I would do. So that right, for everybody else, would, because you think like you, oh. which is that everybody should want to be vaccinated. Right, I, it's odd to me because I can like put myself in it. Like it, professionally, I can say, okay, this is the way we think, but this is the way you know Saudis may think something in a completely different right. way that we aren't even thinking of. And yeah. when, but when it comes to like vaccine mandates in New York City or just getting a shot. I think like everybody else should think the way I think. Like, you get a shot. What's the big deal? I've been getting or, shots since I was little. Or you think like you would think in a regular scenario where you walk into a restaurant and you're greeted by a host or a hostess <laughs> and you say, hello, my, name is, my name is Brad. Um, I have a reservation for 7.30, party of five. Like, oh, okay. And oh. you bring extra meatballs right. and here's my, my vaccine card. Oh, my, my table's not ready? Okay. How long do you think it'll be? 15 minutes? Okay, we'll wait outside. People, though, are losing their shit more than they were before. So this is part of the problem. It's not just that people are angry that they're being asked to show show proof of vaccination. They're just angry in general. And we talked about this last week, that people are are more ready to snap. So... If people have to wait longer, then they have no patience. It's. I think we all. I think the entire country needs to like meditate, because or, people are ready to fly off the handle, or take some sort of like mood altering drug <laughs> to just chill the fuck out. Maybe everybody just needs to get high, dude. Everybody should just come into downtown DC and like breathe in, and everybody <laughs> would just be fine. A little meditation, maybe. I mean, I, so. You know, we have 
dined out and we've dined out outside. I've been in, we've been inside in a few restaurants. I have not witnessed the bad behavior of people who have to wait no, a few extra minutes for their table. No, but I can no. imagine it. It's happening. Uh, yeah. Because things are slower now because there right. are fewer employees in restaurants. Right. Exactly. The whole thing. It's kind of a mess. So, so I went to this protest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back to the protest. Yeah. And I really didn't know what to make of it at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I'm standing there. I'm kind of bewildered by the whole thing because, you know, traditionally I have, you know, found myself in agreement with Black Lives Matter right. on many issues and right. I have marched with them and in support right. of them. But on this one, I'm like, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't what know. happened? So even if in theory I agree that black people should not be, this should not be an excuse to keep black people out of restaurants right. or anybody out of restaurants. Of course. But I don't know that this is what happened here. Well, this is, I mean, we were texting and I said, yeah. and you were telling me and you're like, well, the restaurant says this. And these people, I said, so it sounds like a, he said, she said, and then you, and I said, how do you sort that out? And you sent me back the shrugging emojis. Yeah, and I was like, because I have no idea. Crazy. And I posted my, you know, I did Facebook live so people could watch it. And there were some right. comments that I got. And my response was this. I have no idea what to make of this. <laughs> right. I have no idea what to make of this. And people on both sides were like jumping in and saying like, Carmine's is out of control or the people Black Lives Matter is out of control and they're jumping to conclusions. And I'm like, we, meanwhile, I don't know like the only reasonable position to take was yours, which is, I don't know what to make of this. I wasn't I would, there. Yeah, now there's two know. totally competing stories here. But, you know, because it was in my neighborhood, like I saw a few of my neighbors on the street, like checking out what was going on. Like, right. hey, what is this? One of my um, one of my cousins saw my posts and... Yeah. You know, because there's like uh, scaffolding up in front of Carmine's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual protest was in front of the kosher marketplace, which is two <laughs> doors down. So he's like, why are they protesting the kosher marketplace? Oh, God. I'm like, they're actually not. Uh, it just looks like they are, but they're not. So this wasn't, you know, there was no anti-Semitism, at least that I uh, witnessed like... while I was there. But then somebody else posted, you know, a response to my video saying, this is an anti uh, vaccination mandate or anti-proof uh, of vaccination mandate um, protest. Protest. I'm like, is it though? Like, I didn't hear anybody saying right. restaurants should not demand proof of vaccination. vaccination. Right. It could have been that there had been that there were speakers who said that after I was like, okay, I've had it with this. I'm not getting. I'm not learning anything new. I'm going right. home now. It could have yeah, been that my, there was some a speaker or two who said like the vaccine mandate or the the proof of vaccination is overstepping. Like I didn't hear that. It could have been that it happened later, but I didn't hear anything like well, that. Well, it's it it remains a fact that the African American community is not vaccinated to the extent that the white community is for cultural for, and right, historical for, reasons. For what? I'm, Hard to reach people were, you know, every well, not everything. only that, a history of uh, being uh, used for medical experimentation and a hesitancy. That's certainly true, but to recent, recent, I, I was reading something, I don't know whether it was the Times or the Post, and it were, it was about vaccine hesitancy in the minority community, yeah. specifically the African American community. And they said that in polling that they've done and with these workers going out, is that to provide information and so on and so forth. 
the Tuskegee syphilis experiment is really not uh, what's at the forefront uh, of people's minds mm. on this. It's a variety of other issues that is in, always in the background, but that hasn't been what they found has been a primary uh, a primary issue. Look, I get um, it. I plus get the it. fact that like it's hard to call it a conspiracy if I'm getting the same vaccine well, that's as someone else. That's a, you know, I had a conversation with somebody um, last December. Uh-huh. You know, when I was in Chicago, right? Uh, a, a young African American man, uh-huh. uh, before the vaccine was available, right. available, uh huh. And he's like, "I'm not getting one." I'm like, "As soon as it's ready, I'm getting it. Right. Like, I'm getting it as soon as they tell me I can." Right, right. Like, I'm not. I, you know, he ended up getting vaccinated. So, right. you know, all credit well, to him. I, I, but, I have. A- but he was, you know, he was like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So watch me do it. No, it's okay. Here's an interesting one. I, a friend here. You got, I, I told you about Sydney, my wing, my, the wings guy, the guy who makes the great wings. Yeah. So Sydney told me we were texting. This was like mo- a couple months ago. And he said his mom got it like immediately. Yeah. And that he had. And I was like, dude, like your mom got it. Why, you know, why wouldn't you do it? And he's like, ah, it's kind of a hassle. I was like, I said, you can walk in anywhere in D.C. and get it. And so he subsequently got it, but it, it kind of lagged behind. And all he said to me was it was kind of a hassle for his mom to get it. And I said, well, now it's no longer a hassle, so you should go and get it. And he did. I, I think look, for a lot of working people, like right. the idea that there are side effects that could last up to two days right. is a deterrent because well, no, it's they true, have to my, go to work. Like, I, my Moderna vaccine – I mean, I got it on Thursday. I didn't feel okay until Sunday. So, yeah. so if I mean, you it are crap uh, out of me, if if you are a uh, a worker, right, who does not get you know all kinds right. of time off and right. has to be at work or a shift worker, like yeah, 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 yeah. you no, can't afford it. necessarily to well, miss two days. That's what that is what they're talking about about bringing the vaccines to people. Maybe the one shot J and J. Yeah. With a booster later because it doesn't have the kinds of side effects that the mRNA vaccines have. Yeah. Um, so I love the J and J. There's obviously a lot of work that needs to be done because there are people who haven't gotten the vaccine, but it isn't necessarily by choice as opposed to that hardcore yeah. group right. of crazies um, who refuse to get the vaccine because who the fuck knows why I can't even get my mind around it. Well, there are lots of reasons because. Well, right. But. I, I still can't get my mind around it. You because can you can still be like anybody. a staunchly pro-Trump Republican and get a vaccine. I don't see what. Well, the sure, problem. like all of the members of Congress. Exactly, <laughs> every single member, and every single member of the Trump administration, and, and not to mention all of the uh, personalities of Fox News. <laughs> exactly, Fox everybody's News is vaccinated. Everybody, there's a vaccine mandated at Fox News. Yeah, it's such a scam that they're running on everybody and these people who buy into it. Speaking of people who buy into stuff, we had a report of the Maricopa County Uh, Ninja, Ninja, what are they, what is it called? The Ninja, I keep thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're the, what are they? The Ballot Ninjas, the Something Ninjas, the Stupid Ninjas. Weren't we going to be the Jewish Ninjas? Didn't we decide we were going to do that? We are going to be the Jewish Ninjas. You carry like a big... A big star David on my back that I can like whip out and toss at people. So, like so the Captain recount, America thing, <laughs> shield, shield. Yeah, Magen literally means shield. 
So yeah, there you go. So, there you go. Uh, so the recount, the, the and, audit and, of the recount has been surprised that actually they declared that Biden is the winner. The that actually got more right. votes than the than the official recount. Um, How much did this the, cost? the report apparently is very squirrely. It makes things <laughs> that are like routine sound like they could be illegal present and things like anybody who knows anything about this stuff says, no, that's what, that's what you do. That's, so, that's how this all goes down. So they expose themselves to be full of shit basically. Right. But, but you have a idea, which sounds compelling to me. <laughs> that this is not about the recount. It's about the pre-count for the next election. They're trying, obviously they're trying to, uh, cast aspersions on the whole electoral process. They want right. people to question the legitimacy of any election. And we saw right. this in the Arizona recall, uh, Arizona, New sorry, recount. the California, no, oh, the California saying, recall. Right, we saw right. it in the California recall last week, where before the election <laughs> even was finished, they were saying that they had that a website. Was fraudulent, that it was they had fraudulent. a website. So this is their strategy. They right. want people to doubt democracy. Okay, so that's one. That's one. Now, two, they're doing this in order to gain information about how to game this. Hold on a second. I have a. I think that's number three. Here's number oh, two. What's number two? Number two, they're running all of these state secretaries of state who have also cast doubt on yeah. the electoral process. So yeah. it, again, about pre-counting. Yeah, it's about pre-counting. So that all of these people who don't accept actually accept the outcome of the 2020 election are going to be put in place so that right. they can pre-count. Okay, right. now so that they can make sure so that they can make sure that if their side doesn't win, right, that they can just say that the election results were somehow okay. tainted. Yeah. So now three. Three. Go ahead. The ninjas. The ninjas. They're crawling around in these systems to figure out how it is, how it all works, so that they can go find 11,968 votes or something. This whole thing is a setup for 2024. This whole thing is Mm -hmm. a setup so that a Republican never loses another presidential election. Well, look at all the legislation that's passed in these places where the legislature can strip the electoral authorities in the states if they don't like the outcome. This is happening in plain in, sight. In, in all the battleground states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, yeah. Nevada, Arizona. This is all. And all of those places are the places where secre- Trump-supported secretaries of state are running in order to count the ballots before they were they're actually cast. And somehow they're couching this as they're defending democracy. Right. right? Wait, 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 there's something even weirder that's come out of the Arizona recount. So yeah. what's that? How could it so be weirder? The Arizona recount, they, they report in and they say Trump lost by a wider margin. Right. Slightly. It's not that I much. Mean, it's, not, it's, right, right. it's like 100 yeah. votes, whatever. Trump then immediately calls for a recount in, in Texas. Texas. Yeah. Four Texas counties. And right. immediately, these, you know, like bowing to an emperor, 
They, they imme- in Texas, they immediately announced that they're going to recount. So, so this but is he odd won. because he so won again, Texas. He won. So it, it so undergirds what, what, what you're their, suggesting. Yeah. What is their end game? Like, right. Why do they want to recount in Texas? Because they right. want access to the systems in Texas. Right. They want to understand how things work, work right. in order to fuck with it for the next right. time. This is all, you, I mean, you and I talked about this forever. Everyone always talks about, oh, Trump is playing 3D chess. We're like, no, he's playing fucking checkers because he's a <laughs> moron. But in this instance, there is a different game that's being played than the one that we think is being played. Well, because there's other people that are involved in part of this effort to uh, cast dispersion on the electoral system because they don't like the outcome. We're so, screwed. We're and, screwed. And, and here's the thing. What is, you know people still keep thinking, well, we've kind of returned to normal and so on. So they're absolutely <laughs> telegraphing exactly what they're going to do. It's and in when slow you motion. At, and you look at Trump going back to the time that he ran all the way up through the January 6th intervention. He telegraphed everything that he was going to do before he was going to do it. When are people going to take it more seriously? Well, that's the question. That is the $64,000 question. When are people going to take this more seriously? Because it doesn't seem like the right people are taking this seriously. You and I can take it seriously. But what power do we have to prevent it? I mean, this this is the subject of the essay that Robert Kagan wrote in Sunday's Washington Post, which is that what... People should not believe that we're back to some normal. I mean, the, the whole the whole point of it is that we're already in a constitutional crisis. But his ultimate point was that it's up to Republicans, the only people who can save us from the outcome that we're talking about, are Republicans who won't do it. Even the ones who've been brave will not take the next step in well, opposing what's how happening. How many of them are being brave? Like two of them. Right, Liz Cheney and uh, Kinsinger, and in the Senate, it's. Uh, I mean, no, you had you had ten members of the House who voted to. Okay, compete, we're talking you, about a small. No, no, no. I, I small handful. I understand, but the Senate is more important, and you yeah. did have a, a handful of influent Murkowski. There's a bunch. Okay, um, even Mitt Romney. Even Mitt, a, right, exactly, and he yeah. he was focused on the Senate. Yeah, that they, that there should be this kind of broad. Kind of coalition, but they're of not Democrats going to. plus these others. But even, and his point was even Mitt Romney, who was critical of Trump, even yeah. though he voted with him ninety nine percent of the time, will not take that step. And why is that? Uh, party before country. Uh, well, they're afraid there of Trump. Is not, there's not going to I mean, be even a country if much I don't, know if, I don't know if Romney even gets reelected at this point. Utah is so half of Utah is so down the rabbit hole. But, um, he, of course, he's not facing re-election in this cycle. But, no. but they, uh, won't, they won't do it. And so, so what's it's left? very hard to imagine what recourse Democrats have if they don't have Republican partners. Other than nuking the, nuking the filibuster, which they're not but, willing to do because they're two members of the Democratic Party that are essentially right. Republicans. Right. And, well, Joe you know, Manchin... Yeah, Joe Manchin so. and, and cinema in cinema, Arizona. Right. right. And, you know, it's easy to say, like, oh, they should just switch. No, they shouldn't switch because then we lose Chuck Schumer as majority leader. And right. then, you know, Dr. Right. Death, Mitch McConnell is back right. as majority leader. So that would be catastrophic. But right. as it is, we don't have a majority in the right. Senate. We have a we we have the majority, but we don't have 
people who vote with the majority enough to make it real and who are willing to uh, nuke the filibuster to allow us to protect democracy. What's oddest to me is not so much Joe Manchin. I mean, he represents a a state that went like 70 percent for 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 Trump. What's oddest, odder to me is Kristen is Cinema because well, she's Arizona got, is purple. Um, she's she, when she lock, was, stock, and barrel by when she, by big by big business. When she was when she was in the house, she represented a a, a blue district. She's changed. Um, when she was in the state house, she was. I mean, there she was. I mean, by Arizona standards, she was pretty big liberal. She's changed. Um, it's really. I, it's. I don't understand it. Well, if somebody you know, I knew owns her a little her, bit about ten some, years ago, if somebody can, owns her, then it's not that hard to understand. Right. It's very. It's very. It's very very hard to to understand. She voted this week, or she she refused this week to uh, support lower drug prices. Right. 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 Where med- and it med- turns. Yeah. And Medicare turns, negotiates. Yeah. And and it turns out that she received a quarter of a million dollars from big pharma. Right. Right. So I do remember. So I knew her a little bit, long story, how I knew her a little bit. I remember right after she was elected to the house, we went, I, I went and we had a conversation. She was interested in the middle East, but we were sitting on a, we were actually sitting on a bench on a park bench on Capitol Hill. And I said, so how's it going? You know? And she said, mostly my job and that is to is to raise money because she was a freshman member of Congress, um, and you know, I, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't had any contact with her almost since well, then. Clearly, so she figured know. out she figured right. out how the game is played, right? And right, she's right. playing it. But you're you're right. There is no real Democratic majority in the Senate if you have. Those two who are publicly opposed to changing the the yeah. filibuster and a variety of other things, and then who knows what's going on, you know, behind the scenes. You know, it, does Manchin speak for more than himself? Are there others uh, in the Democratic caucus yeah. in the Senate that are opposed to these things? That Which seems scary. crazy at this point because, again, we've said this over and over again. They, I mean, the Republicans will do anything. We'll do anything to remain in power, yes. and we don't play the and same. We, we don't play the we're same game. Playing a totally different game. A totally Amazing. different game, right? Yeah. So, so, so was this the article, the uh, Kagan article? Right. Yeah. What about it? Did I didn't read the whole thing? I've only seen parts of it so far. Uh, is there anything that he gives us at the end that could lead us somewhere positive, or no, just basically like, he he outlines how. Other Why than depending how? on Republicans. No, 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 no. I mean, that's no. that it's basically, you know, he's a Republican. He's a never yeah. Trumper Republican. Yeah, he I is, get it. You know, Bob Kagan has been one of these, you know, he was like one of the intellectual uh, fathers of the of kind of the post 9-11 foreign policy. He's yeah, a, a very, very interesting guy. Very, very smart guy. He's been around Washington for a long time. He's, uh and and has written some very interesting things, whether you agree with them or not. Um, a real kind of cold warrior type um, in in that kind of neoconservative mold. Anyway, so uh, basically it's uh, a, you know, like a wake up Republicans. I got news. I got news for Robert Kagan. He's a never Trump or Republican. Guess what? 
He doesn't have a party anymore. Right, exactly. Well, His party has left him behind. The neoconservatives were Democrats, so they're going to come back. I mean, okay, but do they really have a constituency? No, they don't. No, that's the problem. They don't. Because if you go to the heartland or you go anywhere outside of the urban areas or the, mm -hmm. the suburban areas, you go to the exurbs, these people have no... There's no, nobody who no, says there, there's no constituency for them. Nobody, right. there are very few cold warriors left or, you know, muscular foreign policy. It's muscular foreign you know, policy, I should have said. You know, Not blue, co- blue collar workers anymore. Well, right. Especially after the last 20 years when they are, you know, exactly. sisters, mothers, brothers, uncles have gone, been, that, you know, that Republican Party doesn't Iraq exist. And Afghanistan. So right. that's absolutely right. So my point is, it's, it, it is a important article. It's a fascinating article. It gives you a sense of what is likely to happen. Right. It makes me want to jump out a window when I precisely. But, they, yeah. but they, the solution, which is really the only solution you could come up with, is one that is not possible. Going to happen. So right. are we supposed to sit back and just wait for this inevitability? No, I, think we, I mean, I think you know the the idea is to the continued to work and confront. Uh, Trumpism and the cynicism that is the, you know, guiding principle of one of the political parties in the country. It's not it's even- hard, though, because it, 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 the, this is not about and something we've talked about before. It's not about country. It's about party. Yet this party says, even as they're engaged in all kinds of anti-democratic activities, saying that they're standing for freedom. When right. in fact, they're not. Um, they're standing so it's for deeply power. Con- it's deeply confusing to people about they're what's going for. They're standing for power. Right. All they want is to get the power back and to never give it up again. Right, right. The and numbers it, are against them. They have no policies that are popular. Right. So instead of evolving into a more voter-friendly party, right. they're saying no. We're going well, to take the reins of power. There are historic precedents to to what's happened. This is not unprecedented in among this conservative country? parties. No, no, no. Among conservative parties, that it's not an unprecedented thing. German conservatives were willing to tolerate Adolf Hitler because they didn't like socialists, right? And I get it, but these things never end well. As exactly. my, well, that as was his thought. point. That was his <laughs> point. He said, "If you don't, if 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 you want this to end in some way other than catastrophe." This is what Republicans need to do. And well, these are the ones that could do it, but they're not about to do it. And he didn't end on a positive note. Well, he, he ended can. on the same note of skepticism that we're both uh, that we're both noting here. Well, here's uh, the thing that scares me more than anything. You would think mm-hmm. that after four years of Trump, which led us to your 80th week of not being able to go into Over the 700,000 deaths. That's the catastrophe. Right. And still, we have not learned from it, which means that's not the catastrophe. No, the I catastrophe know. is yet to happen. Right, right. That's fucking frightening. You know what? I was in a store this. I was in a store this morning, and I was wearing my. I was wearing my mask, as you know. When you saw me a couple of weeks ago, I double mask, even though I'm fully vaxxed and so on and so forth. When I'm in stores and things, I, I always wear the double mask. I was kind of like, I was thinking about it as I was at the uh, checking out. I was like. It's been so long. I, I having the mask on in a store is like it's it's like second nature at this point. This has right, been going on for normal. so long. That's the new normal. It's so abnormal, but now it's normal. Right. 
I mean, I took you, it off as soon as I stepped out into the sunlight, but I was you, like, you lived 50 plus years of you lived 50 plus years of your life without ever thinking uh, that you needed to put on a mask to walk right. into a store, a restaurant, right. or what have you, an elevator, a public space. Right. Now, it's like you can't think about it without putting a mask on. You can't like, do it. Out for a morning run, I run past three schools. I'm like, kid lost a mask. Kid lost a mask. Yeah. There's masks everywhere. And it's it so abnormal. It is but it's so abnormal. I thought about it. I was like, this is just the way it is behind. And and the person checking me out was behind like plexiglass, which they say isn't really isn't really necessary. But so whatever. What else? So what else is going to become so normalized that? We're going to look back and say, can you believe that we lived for so long without ever seeing these camps in our neighborhoods? But now we see these camps where they're in- interning people. Well, I think I, I, I think the next I think the next step for this country is actually violence. Well, it's already here. It's not the next well, step. We've no, but I mean on a, on, a, on a broader on a broader scale. Yeah, well, that's a happy ending. Where there's really like very little in the way of like precedent and constitutional precedent. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, the state, you and I have talked about this. The state has already given up its monopoly on violence in this country. Right. So, I mean, it's, just, it's not a traditional, Evangelian sense of a state where it right, has a monopoly have, on violence. Right. I mean, we have it is a heavily so clear armed- that what underlies, what underlies this whole phenomenon this whole maga phenomenon the cynicism of the of the republican party is the underlying threat of violence the underlying threat of violence accommodate us or we will storm the capital accommodate us give us what we want or we'll do it better next time right which is exactly where we are what's happening plus the thing the other thing that we're seeing is that there are too many members of the law enforcement community who are allied with those people right so when the shit hits the fan, you know right. which side they're going to be on. Right. And there was – people have said, well, you know, it's good in municipalities where they're mandating vaccines for police officers and yeah. others in law enforcement. That's a way of weeding out the bad cops. But then those cops get weeded out and what do they do? They join the – if they're not already members of the Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys of the Three Percenters and they bring their expertise. Yeah, but they already are. They're already they there. Probably, yeah, you're right. You're this right. is it's like the debathification of the Iraqi state, right? After we went in there, it's like, oh, we're just going to join this militia now that you're not allowing us to work in law enforcement any longer. Right. That's what's going to happen here. So I'm buying a plane ticket out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of the rest of you all are doing, but I'm taking my family I'm taking my talents not to South Beach, but somewhere in the fuck else. Well, you have a German passport, dude. I'm going, man. I'm going to have to buy a place in Canada or something. There you go. If that doesn't you give in. you citizenship, though. No. No. Nope. No. You have to do other things to get citizenship in beg, Canada. Beg, beg, pay <laughs> some money. You'll be all right. Hey. All right, man. I think we're done for this week. All right. Uh, let's I think ease out slowly. So we have to ease can... out. Very slow. Oh, we didn't talk Iron Dome, but we'll save that. Well, I'm sure that's know, not going to go away. The um, Iron Dome isn't going anywhere, no matter exactly, who says anything not. about it. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, let's see this. Well, look, everybody have a really wonderful week. Try not to be more stressed out uh, than you were before listing to this because Meditation I am, com- is I'm helpful. completely stressed out now. <laughs> 
Meditation uh, is very, very helpful in this. Did regard. you say meditation or medication? Well, I, I the combination of both would probably be best. Yeah. But for those of us who are somewhat reluctant to take uh, medication, uh, meditation has been known to uh, have be a helpful. cookie. You'll feel better. <laughs> I often have a cookie to feel I'm, better. I'm going to have a cookie right now. All right, go have a cookie. All right, Bye. All right talk to you later. Bye.